What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 147 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live, brought to you by UA Wrestling. Get all your Under Armour wrestling gear at scraplife.com. I am joined, as always, by my mainest man, Willie Sailor, fashion icon, wrestling legend in his own mind. Willie, we're back. You're back home. The Under Armour stuff was... And thank you to Under Armour for sponsoring us and this episode this of episode. FRL. Mm-hmm. But the Under Armour gear at Who's Number One was like one of the best things and also one of the worst things. And I'll tell you why. Oh, yeah. S- people are incessant about swag. They just want gear. Hey, can you hook me up? Hey, can you hook me up? How about you just go buy it? How about you buy it? You know, everybody th- that Should you- we tell what, what happened yesterday? Should know. we put that human on blast? There's some, there's some stuff. That, there's a lot of things that happened yesterday. All right, well, including two, I won my fantasy. All right, so who's number one ends? We had two officials. One of them stole, basically just grabbed it and said, "Hey, this is on flow to the uh, yeah. to the table workers at Under Armour." It just stole like around two hundred dollars of gear. Yeah, just put it on flow. <laughs> like that's how it worked. The so, gear yeah, the, drove the, me nuts all weekend, including, and I'm the. You know, people that I met once in my life. Hey, what's up with some gear? Uh, all the way down to my family. You know, it'd be really nice if we can get a pair of those joggers. Well, it would be. Here's what you do: you log on to the website, scraplife.com. You get a job, maybe mow some <laughs> lawns, nephew. All right, because this ain't right. I'm not giving. I don't have anything to give. I didn't actually even get. Uh, I got what I got was. Uh, the leftovers from, you know, we ordered an extra pair of mediums. Yeah. Joggers. Those fit? Yeah. Nice. Slapped them on. Nice. Slapped them on. So that's what I got. So that's what you got. Yeah. The gear the gear was awesome. We'll get, maybe we'll get to that a little more later. The gear. Or you just want to go into it right now because the the whole compression debate. Well, I, are you still talking about that? Well, I mean, it's just, my thing is there's there's 10 more matches that, you know, so we've had several Flow Nationals finals. This is the third who's number one with compression gear. And the gear in no way, shape, or form has natively or just in any way impacted the performance of the wrestlers. Yeah, I mean, if you want to say, I mean, at this point it's pretty proven, right? If you want to say that you don't like the look of it or I don't know, I don't know, whatever, whatever your excuse for not wanting... To deviate. To, to, to go away from the singlet. One thing you cannot say is that the whole they're going to cause injury thing, that's off the table. You can't use that excuse no more, officially, as of today. Because it, there's been enough events with these with that kind of gear, and it doesn't cause jam fingers or twisted wrists or anything. There's been no injuries. So None. Save it. Plus, you know, that was stupid to begin with because kids wrestle in practice with much looser clothes. Exactly. But we've got we've got some serious, you know. We don't shy away from the tough issues here on Flow Wrestling Radio Live, and and the the issue, the problem, the I don't know what you call this. Clowns are migrating west, Willie, and and I'm I'm worried. I'm worried for your sake, Willie, 
you're out on the loop. You don't know what to look for, and you're gonna get caught slipping by a clown. I don't know. The only thing I'm worried about is, you know, my temper is short. Like yeah. if I see a clown, I'm punching him. Yeah, aggravated assault. Yeah, you'll be at Chuck E. Cheese at a four year old's birthday party. And you're gonna two piece of clown. I'll go from white collar Willie to orange jumpsuit Willie. <laughs> Prison Willie. Yeah, I mean, so they're 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 targeting wrestling powerhouse schools. They've been spotted at, at Stillwater, at Oklahoma State, at Penn State. Like 6,000 kids flooded the streets looking for clowns. I'm dead serious. There was like a posse? There was like a, uh, an insane clown posse, but these were clown attackers. They were looking for this clown. A clown was spotted on Penn <laughs> that, State. That's a spit on an insane clown posse. Yeah, yeah so they're, they're looking for him at State College. And then in Stillwater, Kyle Crutchford had like some funny tweets like, I wish I would see a clown. He yeah, would, he would. I right? Was, I now want, there's a kid. I want to see now Kyle Crutchmer encounter. A if clown. a clown comes around, Kyle Crutchmer will blast that dude. Yeah, that'll be that'll be the last thing. What do he say? <laughs> Yo, I'm down to find this clown who's trying to roll. <laughs> see how tough this dude is. <laughs> right? They're dorks. Yeah, that clown. You would never see a clown run faster than when Kyle Crutchmer was pursuing. I don't know though. At least, at least these clowns are getting out of the house. I feel like I'm surprised that people in this day and age are like, "Hey, let's let's get out and do something." Yeah. As opposed to, well, I I, what? what? So as long if they're if they're if they're terrorizing their communities, that's I okay. Hey, that's, that's hey, hey as long saying. as you're getting your cardio in. That's not what I said. Hey, maybe they're wearing a Fitbit. You gotta get your steps in somehow. That's not even close to what I said. This day and age, it's I'm just surprised that people get out of the house. Yeah, they're all, they're all like, uh, you know, checking their phone on Twitter and sitting in the house and playing freaking video games. At least somebody's walking around. My wife told me a really scary story one time of these students she had were like babysitting a kid or whatever. And there was like this creepy like clown statue. And they're like, it was just kind of weirding them out or whatever. And so like they called the people whose kids they're watching. They're like, what are you talking about? We don't have a clown statue. And apparently it was a crazy person that dressed up a clown and would, like, just stand in people's, like, living rooms. Legit. How scary is that? Willie is – I – man, Willie is – What? I'm dead serious. No. Scary. You're scared now. You're scared. So there, there's a lot the, – the presidential candidates need to address this clown problem because that's going to impact how I vote. How are you going to handle clown crime? Okay. Is there like a is there like a thing out like if you dress like a clown in public you should just that's against the it's against the law to wear a mask during daytime if you're over like sixteen so you can't it's for real that's a law you can't wear a mask you can't wear a mask or at nighttime maybe you can during the what day. is this what country is this it's America you can't wear you can't wear clowns you can't wear masks that's weird what if people were I can't just, believe there's a law that says that of course there is why why should you be wearing a mask around. I mean, it's one thing if it's if it's cold, you need a ski mask. I think that's permissible. I don't know. I'm not a – maybe John Renan. John Renan is a lawyer. Maybe he can look it up. What's the law on masks, John Renan? <laughs> There's a lot of states have, have laws about it. All right, on to even more pressing matters. Willie's teal pants took over wrestling well, I, Twitter for a couple hours there. And this was something you deliberated over. Would you Would you pull the trigger – on the teal pants. I was a little paranoid. I have a sort of a funny story, too. I, no, I shouldn't say it. But anyway, I was I was uh, a little self self um, conscious self conscious about the pants. 
Should well, I go yeah. for? Should I go with him? Should I not go <laughs> with him? I went with him. He and then everybody talked. It was almost too. It was too much of a distraction. It was stupid. Yeah, they were a little distracting, but you know, I didn't think they were going to be that distracting. Yeah, it's Willie Sailor and Teal Pants. It's going to catch the eye. I don't know. I had a. I, I had about, a. I know all about that. Yeah. So I put out a poll: Who's number one, Nick Lee or Willie's Teal Pants? <laughs> and I'm sorry to say, Nick Lee, you lost. Really? Yeah. I didn't see that poll. 57 to 43 percent. You know, it's one thing. Okay, they're different. It's another thing to be like everybody saying, "Nice pants, nice pants, nice pants." Hey, nice pants. It's that was too much. No, but here's the thing: Willie got all that love for his fashion the last week at HQ. He's like, "I need some more." So he's like, I'm, I'm, not, ra- no. I'm ramping it up. I'm going teal pants. I'm going to be on camera. It's, uh, I'm going to be fashion forward. So I'll tell you exactly what happened. Last week I was like, I need something to, to, you know, I should get something to wear for who's number one. Went to the mall, and uh, I was looking for a shirt, really. There was a sale rack. Those pants, I was like, whoa, these pants are loud. Mm-hmm. Uh, Polo, Ralph Lauren, sale rack. You go Lauren, huh? $21. Pick them up. Wow. The boots were 400 The pants, $21. $400. So then this, yeah, more in Willie fashion, just how, how obnoxious he's become and just how truly white collar he is. He's wearing these black dress shoes exclusively. I'm like, you need you need some brown ones. It, it doesn't really work. He's like, yeah, I look for some brown dress shoes. I couldn't find any I like. I just, trying to be a friend, someone that helps a person, I'm like, hey, you should look at Ross. They have some... <laughs> What a snob you are. That's not. They have nice things there. I'm not saying buy everything. I'm saying go there and, and enjoy the savings and the high fashion. What? The savings and the high fashion. They have Ross. some nice stuff. You oh, don't. Ross. Well, I'm sorry. I don't like to break the bank when I get clothes. First of all, what is wrong with Ross? There's, there's nothing wrong with Ross. So why do you laugh? You laughed when I suggested it before radio and you're, you're hysterically laughing now. Because you said enjoy the savings and the fashion. Number one. <laughs> Number two. I didn't laugh at Ross. I laughed at I laughed at Ross being the first thing that popped in your head. I want to find. Hey, you should get a pair of brown shoes. I looked for a pair of brown shoes on on uh, Friday, and I didn't see any that I liked. You should go to Ross. You should. Why would Ross pop in your head? Because there's a there's Ross no shortage of places you can buy brown <laughs> shoes, and you suggest Ross because they they have shoes reasonably priced there. <laughs> what? I don't know why that's funny. That's the whole point. I'm sorry. I, you know what? I just love a good deal. Maybe you don't. Maybe just throwing money and just lighting it on fire. That's fun for you. Well, okay. Willie's an ungrateful, laughing uh, jerk right now. But to all you listening, just free tip. Ross has some decent deals on shoes. Let's move on. Let's move on. Let's move on. You are Ross. so – You are alienated. Alienating yourself from this community. <laughs> I, didn't with say, every, with, I didn't say there's anything with wrong with pass, Ross. With every passing show, you alienate another group. I need a pair. Hey, the, I need a tie. Okay, you should go to Ross. You probably should. Do you, you own stock in the company? I do not. I own no stock. I own no stock in anything. Um, who's number one? Where do you, where do you begin? An amazing, amazing event, and I can say that because really, I didn't have. All that much to do with it. I just did the broadcast. I mean, the, you guys, I don't know if you know how much goes into the setup 
the organization, the tickets, the this, the that. There's so much stuff. That, and I just show up and I do some content things for it. And it, it's no big deal. But the that's other, another thing, too. The tickets. Tickets. Everybody that you you went to school with in first grade and haven't seen since. Hey, man, could you think we could yeah. get me a ticket? Nothing like those Facebook messages that pop up. It's like, oh, I haven't talked to this guy in 13 years. wonder what he wants. Yeah. Classic. Between, but yeah. Between the gear and between the tickets. Between the gear, the tickets, and Ross, that was that was <laughs> that was a downside of uh of who's number one. But um, the good side was the level of wrestling, so high. Um, you know when when you're putting um when you're putting the matches together in, in match order, that was the one thing Christian volunteered to do. It's like Christian, can you help me out with flights? Could you help me out with flights? Well. You know, I never never really dabbled in flights, never really dabbled in event planning. Hey, Christian, can you get me a rooming list together? Well, I never really, never really dabbled. I was never asked to do Never really dabbled in the event planning. He made up those two things. Keep going. And then he's like, hey, hey, Willie, uh, can you get the match order together? And I'm like, uh, yeah, give me about 15 minutes. He's like, oh, I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. Oh, you can do the fun part. You can do the fun part. Yeah, okay. I mean, I don't have the contact information for all these people. Okay, it's so, just, but putting the putting the match order together, you know, I started with Gavin and Decatur because I thought it'd be high energy. Uh, like the, you know, first match of the night, you want to put points on the board. And um, sometimes, you know, sometimes it that happens and your hunches, your hunches are right. Sometimes it doesn't. In this case, it did. It did. There was a lot of scoring, a lot of scoring early. And... Um, and it was an upset, you know? It was. It, it, the, you know, maybe on paper, Decatur was the biggest underdog, maybe outside of Austin Gomez. I don't know. Um, and, and he made it happen. And, and you can say, well, Gavin, Gavin went big early, gave up four points early. But, and and I fully expected when Gavin hit that inside trip for four and tied it up or whatever, I was like, Gavin's going to win this match. And plus, because Decatur's have has had gas tank issues in four minute matches. Mm-hmm. But so that's why that's why I give a lot of credit. I'm not just going to say Gavin wrestled bad. He didn't. Um, you know, he should have won. Gavin was in position to win that match and didn't. And and for that one match for those six minutes, Decatur was better and. I, it doesn't change anything I think about Gavin Teasdale. I still think he's amazing and, and maybe the best guy in the country. Um, and probably if there's a rematch tomorrow. Yeah. You, uh, you probably take, I'd probably take Gavin, but you know what? That was a question, too. Like, immediately, as soon as it happened, um, I think the question was, um, do you, is Decatur really better than Gavin? And if if they wrestled right now again, would you who would you take? And And, and you know, that... That might be very um, a reasonable response. Sure. A, a matter of fact, because you think about it, um, now Decatur will go number one ahead of Gavin because they wrestled for number one, and that's yeah. what happened. But in a pound for pound situation, Gavin stays in. Decatur doesn't get in. Yeah. Right. So, so that's a little along the same lines. Mm-hmm. Um, one forty-five was we're clearing and and G and. Um, you know, Verclearing Caden Gefeller, people don't probably know him. Verclearing looked real. Verclearing looked really good, um, and Gefeller. You know, I, I talked to their coaches afterwards, and they say sometimes 
Caden tightens up in big spots. Um, and then I look back over his career, and sometimes sometimes he does, uh, with the exception of the time um, he had that grudge match with, with Gomez in Fargo Finals. Um, that was a long time ago. Two years, yeah, maybe three years three ago. Three years ago. So, but um, for clearing, looked great. Uh, Nick Lee and Sammy Sasso. I, I, Sasso, a lesser wrestler than Sasso, the differential would have been much bigger. Nick Lee is a juggernaut. He just doesn't stop. He wouldn't stop. He, I, I said it was a little nullfish. Just like, just relentless attack, attack, attack on the leg, on the leg, on the leg. Um, you see him make those adjustments in the finishing, that opening attack. Sasso all but had the takedown on the counter, and then they got to that position several times again, and Sammy really didn't get close to scoring again from that. It was Nick Lee making the adjustments in the scramble, and, of course, he gave himself so many opportunities to score. you you got to be super excited if you're a Penn State fan and that guy's coming. So um, an interesting thing is, so Nick, Nick's living in in State College. Oh yeah, he's not. You know, he's not wrestling high school this year. He's working out. Um, he's going to be in some senior level events. He won't be at Super Thirty Two. He'll be at Bill, Bill Farrell, sixty one kilograms, Nittany Line Wrestling Club. Um, so interesting thing for him. You know, we won't really see him on the high school scene so much this year. So will you continue to rank him? Yeah, I think it's a little disingenuous not to. Yeah. It's weird though, because if it was an Cause, injury, because now he can never lose his ranking, basically. So basically, he is number one forever, no matter what happens. Which, uh, well, he could, like, I if mean, they if would select him for Dapper Dan. Right. So we're talking. So he holds on to number one till March. Yeah, late March. But that's kind of. I know. I know. It's sort of kind of lame, but um, no disrespect to any state, and Indiana, I. I'm on record saying that it's one of my favorites. I love the Indiana State tournament. I love their system. But here comes the diss. But who, who in Indiana is going to beat Nick Lee this year? They, their, their schedule is, right, in an Indiana schedule, they don't wrestle outside of the state per their state bylaws. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's not like it's not like I'm like dissing the state of Indiana. I'm sort of dissing their their bylaws, like, because Nick Lee can't go to Iron Man. a Dvorak or an Iron Man or a um, Powerhead, you know, Whatever. anything. So you can say that. Well, it's kind of not fair that Nick Lee doesn't get a chance to lose, but at the same time, who's going to beat him in the state of Indiana? True. I'm just, you know, just throwing it out there. He's that's number. A, he's number one forever now. That's a um, that's a sort of kind of segue into other things too. Like, um, so I I said that. Weights are a little goofy for who's number one, um, and like some kids, some kids are like, well, like Vito for instance. Yeah, you know he wrestles down to twenty six. He's never wrestled thirty two. He's never wrestled thirty eight, but he's going to go thirty eight for the season. And he wasn't sure what he wanted to do for for who's number one or whatever. Um, but that's why you'll see like a kid like Roman Bravo Young. You know, I, it'll be interesting to see what he does. So, so uh, like a veto will go thirty-eight because he doesn't have to cut anything in New York. Cause nobody's going to touch him. Um, Roman Bravo Young, will he stay down at twenty-six? I mean, or twenty? Nobody's going to touch him in Arizona. You know? Yeah. Um, so maybe one match. W- one here thing then. here. So, will you n- rank Nick Lee at one thirty-two? 
because that was your policy this summer. Either the wrestle, the weight they wrestle at is the weight they get ranked at. Like Dayton was at one twenty, yeah. Gavin at one twenty. Yeah, I don't. Know. That's a that's a good that's a good question. But in season weights aren't the same as out of season weights, right? I mean, Nick Lee's never going to have to make one thirty two on consecutive days. Yeah. He's never going to have to make 132 with the day of. Uh, well, either did these guys out of season, though. Uh, Fargo, they did. I don't know if Fargo, but none of those, I mean, Dayton. Right. None of those guys went yeah. to Fargo. I know, but there were what there was no tournaments that even had that. Yeah. Okay, I don't know what consecutive weigh-ins matters. In a well, if, if consecutive weigh-ins didn't matter, then you would see, I don't know, you, you would you would have saw maybe Nation Garrett go one twenty five. You would have saw consecutive weigh ins matter. Well, I don't. I mean, whatever weight they wrestle is the weight they wrestle is what I'm saying. Not you know, if they're not re- really if there were. That's what the deal was in the summer. That's you because said, they're, the, they're the only tournaments that exist. Okay, so you but your policy is wherever they wrestle is where they get ranked. That's why Spencer was still down low. That's why Dayton was at right. That's the weight that they're wrestling. Nick and Lee is Nick is wrestling at 132. What does it matter if he makes weight multiple days in a row? He's not wrestling 132. I, I don't know. I don't know. You don't see my point? No. Okay. Um, what weight's he going to go in college? He'll be at 41? 33? Man, I've been expecting that dude to move up for like the last five years. He's been the same weight for He ever. looks like a, I think he's at 41. He wrestled, 20, he wrestled uh, 58 kilograms as a freshman. That's crazy. He wrestled 58 kilograms as a freshman. He lost to Carter Happel in Akron finals, I think. Or maybe he might have lost. To, no, he either lost in finals or, or semifinals. I forget which. Mm. But that was his freshman year. He's a beast. And he's still, you know, 60, I, I think he now. was the guy. I mean, the Brewer-Ramos thing stole the show kind of at the end. That became, but up until that match, I think people were just like, holy smokes, Nick Lee is out of this world. Glad he was able to come because that, that was outstanding. Um, Michael Beard really took care of business against Jelani Embry. RBY took out Ramo. And an interesting thing, we had four world teamers. Three of the four won. And the only one that lost was Travis Whitlake, who lost in the last 10 seconds. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know if that's just they're so gutty or they're so good or what, but kids were able to come off of trips to Tbilisi and well, there's you know what I didn't I didn't really think about it I should have thought about it but um, you know I, I said multiple times hey these kids are coming off you know they're only, they've been in a different continent they've been wrestling a different style they've been training a different style um, and it's going to be tough for them but at the same time they're in shape you could see that a lot of the kids that Weren't cadet world teamers? Mike Labriola was sucking wind. Michael Beard was sucking wind. Um, you know, Brady Berge, first match back since February. Little, little gassed. So, um, while while there was some things working against the world teamers, there was also some things working against the non-world teamers. Okay, okay. What would you think of... Uh, just real quick thoughts on Bravo Young, Ramo. Um, uh, Ramo didn't take a whole lot of shots. He, he did. T- he took zero. Um, I thought we'd see a little more. 
little more action there, but yeah, that's all. That's all I really have. to What do you think of Beard? He's really good. He's good. His uh, his, his reattacks were good. Nice. I'll tell you what. I saw, I told Jelani Embry to. He might have lost, but he hit something filthy. Yeah, that elbow control, like double level thing. change thing. It was kind of crazy. Was, yeah, it was nasty. He's he's really good. He's really good. My parents, my parents came. And their their favorite was Jelani Embry. They were at the press conference, so yeah. he's their new favorite. <laughs> my dad went up. My dad is such a dork. He Jelani was sitting there by himself after, and he felt bad, so he went and talked to him, like encouraged him. Like, <laughs> Daddy's fine. Uh, I I gotta say this. Um, all the kids were great. All the kids. It's 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 an interesting thing that um, these kids are such great wrestlers and 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 they're really good kids. They're really good people. Um, maybe maybe much more mature and much more um, intelligent than you think your your average high schooler is. But I have to say. Jelani Embry and Cameron Coy this year were just remarkable in their maturity. Uh, they were articulate. They're very personable. Um, I just got to give a shout out to them because uh, the parents of those children, you're doing a good thing. You're doing it right. Embry going to be going to Michigan. He's already training there, actually. Which Did you realize that? I did not know that until this weekend. Right. And... Um Koi going to be going to UVA. UVA, who also, that was this weekend. We haven't got to talk about this. Brian Courtney going to UVA as well. He committed there Friday-ish. Mm-hmm. So that's a pretty, that's the last big recruit recruiting piece of information I think we've had. Like big time, big time guy. You know, Chase and Blair. There's been, a, there's been a lot of. Brandon Key. Is that messing it? Key to Columbia. Yeah, there's been a lot of guys to sign. Courtney, the kind of the biggest splash, the biggest namey thing that happened recently. Right. Um, Brady Berge, what would you think in his first match back? First match back since um, an injury in February. I thought he looked awesome. I think he's, I think he's super, super talented. His counters his and drag, attacks. drag go behind. Unreal thing of beauty. Unreal. Right? Um, How he gets the angle. What'd you? I, I guess. Uh, what'd you make of Griffith? I think I mean we know what Bergie is, right? We know what Bergie is, and we saw even some more flashes of impressiveness. Um, but I think we had we had more questions about Griffith, right? Yeah, I mean, just you haven't seen him as much on the on the national scene. Last time I watched him wrestle was Super Thirty Two, um, but yeah, I th- I think he's good. He uses his length well. He's tough. He's got strong hips, good in the scramble. Um, he's a great prospect. Great prospect and great I, grades too. Another great kid. Yeah. yeah. Um. Okay. And then we went. Then we went. Car Coy. Car looked good. Coy Coy made things interesting in the scrambles, but Car just got too much offense. Able to win four two. Just a really really impressive performance by that kid. And the year he's had, man. Win Super Thirty Two, Ironman Beast, Ohio States. Makes the Cadet World Team, Cadet World Bronze, wins it. Who's number one? And I'd be remiss, too, if I didn't put Carr in Coy and Embry's category, too, of just coming away ultra-impressed with his character. And um, Nate Carr and his wife were there, David Carr's parents, and 
it's not difficult to see why David's a great kid because his parents are awesome. Mm-hmm. They're number one people. Um, and then Fix, Fix Gomez was kind of, I don't want to say a snoozer, but... What? Who would say that? That match was awesome. Uh, What are you talking about? I mean, I don't know. You don't remember that match. I don't know if you paid close enough attention. That match was great. That match was close. Um, Austin Gomez had like four or so uh, incredible attacks that really uh, yeah. nearly threatened Dayton Fix. Dayton Fix got his own stuff going. It ended with a kind of Gomez going for a desperation throw. I thought that was one of the three or four best matches of the night. You thought? Absolutely. Watch that again. It was a great match. Maybe I'm going to watch it again. Um, look at it, and then Labriola Whitlake. Now, like I said, I I put I put the Cater Teasdale first because I wanted to get the crowd going, get some points on the board. I put Labriola Whitlake last for two reasons. One, I thought it would be the best match of the high school card, and two, because I knew that Labriola would have the crowd there. You know, and, and I did. really didn't know. I really didn't know how this match would go. I, to be honest with you, I probably, I don't know, I probably would have took Whitlake if I had to pick before the match. You're way off. Yeah, obviously. No, the, I mean, I feel like that's the most coin flip matchup of the bunch. Like, I feel like <clears throat> most of these will probably go one way or the other 80, 70% of the time. I really think Labriola Whitlake. They wrestled ten times. It'd probably be five and five, six four. Labriola showed his advantage in the scrambles. That's how he was able to win. But was was with, Labriola not? Did he didn't didn't he take like five shots to one? I mean, I felt like Labriola took a lot more shots. I don't know. No, I don't remember the shot count stats. And he was <laughs> he was huffing and puffing at the end. Sure, sure. So that was that was the last of the high school card, and then Labriello he didn't grow as much. I thought when, you know, I knew him since he was a little kid, and his dad's a big guy, and and he grew, and then he grew, and then he. I don't know. I I thought he was going to end up being like an eighty four, but he stayed small this past year, and oh, he's a sixty five seventy four right now. A lot. It was funny. A lot of those guys weighed in light. A mm-hmm. lot of a lot of guys weighed in light. Jelani Embry very light. Labriola very light. Um, I forget what Whitlake weighed in at, but a lot, a lot of, especially the upperweights, mm. no problem. So then, then we had Brewer Ramos, and you know, the, the sh- most shocking match of the card by far, and not just that Brewer won, how he won, how just out of sorts, out of answers Tony was in this match, and you know what? That that looked like 2015 NCAA's Cody Brewer, just a man possessed, who who will never stop attacking. And you know it was five takedowns, and the match was over just like that in the first period. Well, he gets one, and you're like, okay, okay, you we know, got a match. That can happen. He gets two, you're like, woo. Oh, when he got the third, I was like, this is probably a, this is going to be a tech, right? He got the third, and we we're like, what is happening right now? Yeah, and. Uh, I don't know. I think a lot of people were dismissive of this of this match. Very. Oh, the poll. It was, I think, of all the matches, like, people, there are thousands of votes, and it was like 70-30, right? 
Ramos. And and the thirty was probably Brewers friends and family. Brewers and friends, people. family, and Northwestern coaching staff. Right. So, um, a lot of people I think were dismissive of this match. I knew that. I I didn't know that there was a tech fall involved. I didn't. I don't even know if I knew that there was a win involved. What I did know is, Cody Brewer can wrestle. Right. And um, how many times has he surprised us? You know. And and. He looks he looks legit. I don't know what what do you make of you know he's a volume shooter. Right. Co- Cody Brewer shoots high volume and he don't stand around. He goes and, and and so that was the dynamic coming into the match was that Brewer shoots a high volume of things and Ramos is one of the most sound uh defensively and positionally sound wrestlers and how is he going to get through his head hands? And Brewer kind of made it look easy. Well, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Tony was never close to a score. And, yeah, just looking back. No, I mean, how was Brewer able to get in on a shot? I mean, what, why wasn't Tony's defense I don't know. standard well, Ramos defense? I have theories, you know. I think um, this is a guy, Tony Ramos, kind of caught between two places right now. Mm-hmm. All right? He's been at Iowa – for like eight years doing doing it one way, doing it this way. And that's the way he was able to reach a high level, not the highest level, but to reach a level. Things things go bad. He leaves Iowa. Now you're going to the diametric opposite situation. Are you going to, in three months, be able to change up? And, and make those adjustments and, and start wrestling a different style. Because he, he won one way, but he's going to get coached uh, slightly differently and prepared slightly differently and be mentored by guys that, that have a different approach. And there's not a right or wrong way, but the point is... It's going to be a process. You, you, he, Tony Ramos is not going to be uh, a finished product under Coleman Scott and Kenny Monday in, in a month. Yeah. Okay, that's not that's not how it works. And, and especially when you've been doing it one way for eight. Those old habits, they say old habits die hard. Uh, so now I think Tony goes out there on the mat and am I am I Tony? Am I getting, you know, the Iowa days, Tony, where I'm going to get to the ties, I'm going to just build a wall defensively and make and it about a couple matches? Or am I going to start, do I start employing this stuff, this elbow control, this – Coleman Scott stuff right now. And Tony has always been a cerebral wrestler. He's always very, I, I, I think you can see him thinking while he's wrestling. And so for a person, a wrestler like that, a cerebral wrestler like that, that's going through a style change, he's probably thinking out there, right? And um, it's tough to do when you're kind of in between philosophies. Right, right. And I, I, that's that was my that was my takeaway. When you combine a guy that's probably kind of between worlds right now and trying to just you, identity is really important in wrestling and just knowing what you are what you do how you're going to do it and I'm, I'm not saying he doesn't have an identity but it's, it's, it's maybe getting altered right now how how he's going to win and train and may, maybe I'm looking way too into it it's one bad match and Cody Brewer is just that guy but I, I think there's a little more to it than that and I think this is not a Tony shouldn't have left Iowa um, see, look what happened. That's not what I'm saying either. I'm saying the the fruits of this move 
um, you're not going to see them in October, okay? It's going to be down the line. And I'll say this. I don't think Tony Ramos is a 61-kilo guy either, personally. No, well, he might not be a 61-kilo guy, but let's not. I wouldn't, I wouldn't bring that up because he wrestled, he wrestled fine at World Cup. Yeah, he was fine. You know, and I'm, uh, I'm, I'm just saying, um, you know, there's a lot of factors here, and and you just got to give so much credit to Cody for coming out, and you know, if if Tony gets a point, or if he can get a takedown, or if he can get to the break, maybe 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 he figures it out and he can make the adjustments, but just pedal to the metal, five takedowns. Let's get out of here. And Cody Brewer, you know, I talked with him afterwards. He's like, I'm having fun again. You know, this is what I love to do. I love to compete. And he's like, I just I just wanted to wrestle so badly and it felt so good to to do that again. And um so yeah, I don't I don't think I don't know. I don't know what else to say other than don't rush to judgment on the on Tony Ramos based on one match. Um yeah, I would say the same thing. I would say it doesn't hurt Ramos, but it does help Brewer in the sense. I mean, in in the in um in the sense that we got another star, we got another contender at sixty one, right? And if you look back, this is a guy that he's been hot and cold in some respects, uh, but electric stuff. When he's on, he's on. I mean, we're talking about a guy that um, took it to Logan Steber. You know, it was five years ago. It happened. Yeah. um, That's the kind of level of talent we're talking about. And and Brewer seems uh, ready to go for Farrell. Yeah. For the trials. Yeah, absolutely. And, well, you know, that's coming up in November, the non-Olympic weight uh, world team trials, 61 and 70 kilograms. and. Yeah, Brewer's going to be be in that mix now. Will you see a Logan Steber come down? Um, yeah, that was there was some chatter on. Um, I, I think that we will. There was some chatter on Twitter. I was so darn busy that uh, I didn't like get involved in it. I just saw bits and pieces on Twitter. Like, um, I think the wrestling quarter was involved. He's a prominent Twitter guy, but people were talking, and, and Brock was. I think Brock was talking about it. Right, and I see this thread coming through, and they're talking about Steber, and I didn't read everybody's points. My take on it, and y'all, y'all always know my take on it. He, Steber can wrestle sixty-one for sure. Night before weigh-ins, I, I think it's the perfect thing in the world for him. Richard Immel, um tweeted that like Logan made sixty-one like in at Ohio, like a simulation type of thing. So if that's not Indication that he's going after that world team spot sixty one. I don't know what else is, and I don't know. Richard Immel's not gonna. He's not gonna talk out of his. You know what? He's when he speaks, you can believe. So, yeah, I'm hundred percent on the uh, Logan Steber to sixty one train. Yeah, and especially sh- night before. You know, it's one thing. He's I mean, in- the guy he won two national titles at one thirty three. I don't think he gr- grew all that much from his sophomore year. You know? Yeah, like he made it. Yeah, it's one thing. It's it's a different world. Making weight twice a week to making weight one time night before. Right. Of course. Completely different thing. So yeah, I think Logan is Logan the favorite at sixty one. 
Uh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, who else you got? Brewer, you've got um, Nashon, Tony. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Dennis is out the mix. I don't think he's going to do it anymore. There's a lot of talk there, too, right? Was, and I even made the comment that, you know, this Brewer-Ramos match could mean something down the road, 61 trial. But is Tony going to go 61 at Farrell? Some people are saying absolutely, you know, some people, not absolutely not, but some people say, no, he's 57, he's not even going to Farrell. Yeah, I don't know. I, I know he's considering it, so we'll see if he does it. Um, but yeah, Logan, I think unquestionably the favorite at 61. And a lot of people thought he was going to make the team at 65. You know, he, and frankly, he was right there to do that. He was right there. He was right there to do that. Um, all right. So that's who's number one. That's the Brewer, my Brewer Ramos. Steber might be like world championship material at 61. Well, he did beat Romanoff this year. I (laughs) mean, he turns out he's pretty good. I mean, if you, if you, uh, if you have a shot at a world title, and Logan Steber has a shot at a world title, you suck it up. You go 61. Go 61, Logie. Yeah. That was your willy prayer from long ago. Yes, it was, wasn't it? Yeah. Sometimes dreams do come true. <laughs> prayers are prayers are answered. All um, right, Venom. Yeah. How does Katie and handle this? Does she have a full... Does your wife have a full supply of anti-venom? She does. She All does. Right. I, and the kids, too, because you know, I have children and pets, and I don't mm. want to... I don't want to infiltrate them or impact their quality of life. Venom. Venom. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Embrace the venom. All right, let's talk about your 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 college rankings. Let's do it. Where do you want where do you want to go? Where because, do we leave off? Because we left off at um, forty nine. So we've got three we can discuss, and we can go whichever direction. We left off at forty nine. Let's go fifty seven. Um, Nolf, Placio, Jojo. Oh, I'm not allowed to call him Jojo. His name's Joe Smith. His name is Joe Smith. Brian Murphy, Mitch Minotti, Roshkoff. Yo, I think Minotti's going to go 65. Yeah, I heard he's big. I heard that, and I heard Jordan Cutler is too real. So get ready for that. Um, yeah, so so I was going to say that might be problems with the lineup, but Cutler, is, yeah, Cutler's the truth, and Minotti is big. Illuminati. And he started at 49, interestingly. So Minotti might be going up to 65, and Le- Lehigh is so darn deep at, like, so many weights. It's crazy. Lehigh has one of the best, like, three deeps in the country. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, they have incredible depth. They're good. I mean, like, their, their third stringer beat... Alex Meyer last year. Yeah. NCAA. Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> Wolf of Wall Street. That's right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, keep going. Okay. So, um, Richie Lewis at eight. Richie Lewis was working out at Lehigh the other day. Came oh, in. really? Yeah. Richie Lewis and Ilazar DeLuca. Oh. I like to see that. They're scrapping. Uh, Jake Short at nine. Clagging at 10. Clagging at 10 seems low. Uh, what does low mean? Does low mean like he should be. I mean, I mean, I don't know. He's a he's an All American a couple of years ago. I don't know what you the, think he would be. At? I thought he would be like the six or something. Oh I heck no! <laughs> <laughs> no way. All right, I'm just talking about. Yeah, I'm just start, talking about jump after uh, jump out the page. Yeah, yeah. He was so inconsistent last year. Lost to Late Gardner. Lost to Nick Barber. De Palma. Heffernan. 
Um, lost to Lugo. Lost to Oliver, who's good. Lost to Neff. Lost to Samato. He's he's, um, he's just fine. I, he's I actually someone. <laughs> I got some feedback like Claygon's way too high. And to them, I say no. He's fine. So Nolf and everybody else are this way. Oh yeah. Who I mean, Palacio is just interesting because that guy is insane and does crazy stuff. And like one time, one match, could he make things interesting? Maybe, but um, he, that guy is weird to wrestle. But I I don't think you can give up takedowns the way Dylan. Yeah, he's willing he to. He sometimes Dylan don't give up a takedown if he can hit a switch. Right, he, including in freestyle. <laughs> <laughs> I dude, I love watching Dylan Palacio wrestle. Um, but I think, I think, yes. I mean, Nolf, Nolf. It was Nolf and everyone else last year, except Imar was there. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Yeah. And now Imar's gone. So this is the guy with the highest bonus rate in the country last year. Okay, I can't stop saying that he. He annihilated basically everyone. Why Kemmer at seven? Um, why Kemmer at seven? Because mm-hmm. he was awesome last year. He beat Gio Martinez, um, Matt Krause, Gabe Marino, Freddie Stroker, Max Thompson, Dante Rodriguez, Clay Ream, and uh, Koser. And he only lost to Lenny Richardson and Jake Suflom. He's going to be the truth. That's why. And so you say seven, and that does seem high. And then you look around, it's like, well, Richie Lewis is, like, super consistent. Like, if it was, like, a scatter plot of wins and losses, it's like he stays right there, right? Mm-hmm. But he doesn't have that big, big win outside of Brian Murphy. Um, may- maybe Richie could have gone ahead. Um, I don't know, but I think he's well-slotted at, at eight. Yeah, I thought, you know, I thought if Kemmer would have went last year, he would have been fine. Kemmer this year... Um, I'm looking for big things for him. I think he's going to be... Kim Dog Millionaire. You know, I Let's think get that nickname to stick. Kim Dog Millionaire. He should change his Twitter handle to that. Because he's, well, he's Kim Dog something. He is Kim Dog. Now he could be Kim Dog Millionaire. Okay. So let's... let's Jake Short at nine. I don't know if you want to mention. Um, the Minnesota lineup. This has been floated to me a couple times. And I will I will recite it to you, Willie. Ethan Lezak. Mm-hmm. Mitch McKee, mm-hmm. Tommy Thorne, Freddie Stroker, Jake Short, Larry Early, Nick Wanzak, Bobby Stevenson, Brett Farr, Mike Krells. It's legit. <laughs> Where's the hole in that lineup, Willie? Could you it's look? Legit. Could now you please locate a hole? It's uh, laden with freshmen. We got three or four freshmen. That, that's highly combustible, but right. Hell, but that's a, that's a team that. You'll be like uh, early. Be like, wow, I really enjoyed the Minnesota era. And then, then by March, you'll be like, uh oh, mm-hmm. here comes Larry, here comes Bobby, Mitch McKee, Stroker. Yeah. So that's that's what their lineups looking like, and that's after a pretty. Lezak. I mean, Lezak's a top ten guy, right? Yeah. 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 So, yeah, Minnesota could be surprisingly good. It's surprising that you could say Minnesota could be surprising. <laughs> Yes, they've just been so solid for all these years. Right. Uh, Sixty-five, Imar, then Ike, then yes. Daniel Lewis. This weight's pretty good at the top. I love this weight. I love one sixty-five, and just wait until Anthony Valencia and Vincenzo Joseph are in that top eight, right? Like oh, that's because that's so, gonna happen. So you have Imar, Ike, 
Daniel Day-Lewis, Real Buto at the top four. And then, but you have real wild cards. Oh. I don't know. I don't want to know if you call them wild cards, but these are like go for broke kids in Logan Mass and Chandler Rogers, which just, well, they no. could just. Chandler Rogers and Chad Walsh. Logan Mass is not a go for broke guy. No, but he's incredibly offensive. Like, he just keeps coming, coming, shooting at you. I don't think he's boom or bust. I think he's just going to win a ton of matches. And probably no, I, I don't mean, I don't mean oh. boom or bust. What I mean is, this is a guy that's a, a redshirt freshman that could change the landscape of the whole weight. Yes, that's what's going to happen. That's what I'm You know what I'm saying? Yes, absolutely. Logan Mass is going to be outstanding this year. Like, Chandler Rogers, if he pins anybody, are you surprised? Not no. Really, not really, because he pins a lot of people. Logan Massa, if he beats anybody, are you surprised? No, not really. But these guys are fifth and seventh, and so what I'm saying is there's a lot of moving parts here. Right, right. No one – put it this way. You get Massa in the quarter of NCAA. That, right. Every coach is like, oh, yeah, great. Yeah. yeah. No one no one wants Chandler Rogers either because that guy – you know, he you might be better than him, but he'll pin you, and then it didn't really matter. And then you're gonna go. This, uh, this, this Vincenzo guy. Joseph is not in the mix yet. No, that not everyone was uh, on board with that, but I am. I mean, what did he wrestle? Two matches. He wrestled five different D1 guys. The most notable was John Van Brill. Who? Right. So I mean. Hold your horses, Penn State. Basically, fans. basically, that he's the equivalent of ranking a true freshman, because he yeah. he did not a, a win that that means anything. Yeah. So, listen, probably I'm as high as anyone in the country on Vincenzo, and I think he's a top. He has top. He has finalist potential. Period. He's not gonna beat Imar. I don't think anyone will, but I I think he has finalist potential. I think that is within him. So. Can he beat a Daniel Lewis? I don't know. That kid's really good. Can he beat Zeke Jordan? I don't know. He's really good. But I think he's in that mix. I think he's in that tier. And um, Anthony Valencia, he's essentially a true freshman. He took an Olympic red shirt last year. So he's unranked currently, um, just oh, like yeah. Vincenzo. So there's two really good guys. Landscape-changing guys, not in the rankings yet. Okay. But it's coming. Let's move on. Those guys are good. Let's move on to 74. Yeah. Just came out this morning. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Well, last night if you were glued, but. Bojo, Epperly, Kent. Did you button hook, did you button hook the fans with this? Did you, did you post 74 and then take them down or something? That didn't happen. No? No, it's our site. Oh, okay. Yeah. So Bojo one, Epperly two, Casey Kent three. Interesting. Uh, Kyle Crutchmer four. Sorry, Miss Jackson, five. <laughs> Tito Ramos, six. You know they call him Tito. Evan? Ethan, I mean? Ethan Ramos. It, you know they, they go Ramos there? His, his well. It's yeah. Ramos. So his friends call him Tito. Tito Ramos. The Spoon is seventh. Spoon, Alex, hey, Spoon back for another scoop. <laughs> the Spoon at seven. Alex Meyer, eight. What did Alex Meyer place last year? Uh, I think eighth. Okay. Pretty sure you got eighth. Brunson nine. Mm-hmm. Brunson's, Brunson's really good. Brunson's one of the best in ever AA. Yeah. He's you got Brunson, Decam, right? Right, right. So these are these are all really 
lot. This is a very deep way. Man, what a wild card. There's a lot of wild cards in here. Like, uh, Devon, well, Jim Wilson's darn good. Um, Devontae Mahomes. Yeah. Love that kid. Can he be back healthy? Johnny Sebastian. Oh, you put the whole world on their head. Yeah. and Shakur. I, I didn't think this would catch people. I didn't think people would be surprised. Um, you know, I, I think that Bo is going up. And there's, you know, the kid weighs a lot of pounds. Yeah, so if, if, if the staff doesn't confirm the lineup, you have to go with the information and the inclination that you have. And those signs point to... Rashida at, at 74 and Boa 84. Right, right. So, yeah, Alex Meyer did get eighth. He lost to Cody Walters, Gordon Wolf, and Zach Epperly at, at NCAAs. That kid. That that NCAA tournament was – do you just watch – there should be, a, like, a hit list. Like, an Alex Meyer's NCAA tournament. It was weird. It was. That, first of all, that Wolf-Meyer match was the weirdest match of 2016. And then it's like, oh, Alex Myers done. He lost to Gordon Wolf. Then he's like, no, I think I'm going to beat Ethan Ramos, a.k.a. Tito. He's then one of those guys, like, Alex Myers, like Kenny Quartz, right? Like, you love him in your lineup. He's tough. Like, he can beat anybody. But when when they graduate, he might like, the Brands Brothers are going to be like, phew. He, uh, we ain't gotta, we ain't gotta lose hair anymore, cause yeah. he'll just, he'll just make your heart stop. I might be a little low on Alex Meyer. Yeah, beat a lot of good. He beat. All right, here's his good wins. He beat Leland Weatherspoon. Um, he beat Nate Jackson. He beat. So all the guys had to rank ahead of him. <laughs> he beat Ethan Ramos <laughs> and Chandler Rogers. But he also lost to Wolf of he Wall Street. He lost to Wolf of Wall Street. That's very – that's tough for me to reconcile. If you're upset with, with my ranking of Alex Meyer and you're an Iowa fan, just just look at Gordon Wolf and what am I supposed to do with that? That happened at the last tournament. I'm going to go back. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm for real going to go back and watch every Alex Meyer match from NCAAs. I just want to watch that first one. I, w- I just want to wa- watch all of them because he's always like, I'm going to lose, psych. Just playing. That's what he did to Nate Jackson. He was getting handled and then stormed back. I think that was a Carver match. Stormtrooper. Stormtrooper. Okay. What, what so, Jackson plays? I don't know. I don't memorize placements. I, may, I Maybe I should. I used to be able to like recite stuff like that. He wasn't top four. He's like fifth or sixth. He was in the semis. He was top six. So he's either fifth or sixth. All right. What do you, what do you make of Sebastian? Wait, let's start higher. What do you make of Mahomes? I don't know. He's always injured. He's always injured. I don't. True freshman. I don't even know if I should have ranked him. Like, I don't know. When, when's he going to be back? Like, when I asked for their lineup, he was in there. So I'm like, okay. But, like, yeah. Pragmatically, like, he tore an ACL for the second year in a row. Um, Sebastian. One N and Johnny? That's right. We're going to go one N and Johnny? Isn't that right? I don't know. You might be you might be right. Might be uh, two what do you make an, another like an injury case there? But yeah, I you know I think he's back healthy. The talent has never been questioned. His true freshman year, he had some nice wins. Um, he beat Chad Welch, who was tough, and and Hughes. So I don't know. 
All right, Rashid at seventy four. Yes, you know, so his thing last year was that he looked brilliant for like four minutes. Right. And then he would fall, not fall apart, but he wouldn't be himself the second half of the match, and everybody pointed to heavy weight cut. And then there was pictures in the off season where he looked like he weighed 220 pounds. Um, he wasn't that big. Is it, he looked bigger than Kassar. Um well, I mean... If you had to guess, how's he going to be this year? I, I'm really high on him. I think he's I think he's talented, but I think this weight's crowded. Um, well, 84 ain't much better. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm not denying that either. I'm just saying he's going to be a guy that's going to have a tough round of 12 matches that's winnable. Um, he's going to be... Micah Barnes at 20? Problem? Didn't Micah Barnes lose in the blood round? Or no. No, that's... No, I don't think so. I'm pretty sure that's true. Yeah, maybe he did. That doesn't mean anything. You know how many people have made the blood round that... I've, there's many... A, I'm pretty a, sure he had Casey Kent beat in the blood round. Oh, yeah. I think he might be right. I th- I'm pretty sure he had Casey Kent beat in the blood <sighs> round and blew it. Oh, I think you're right. I think you're right, bro. That doesn't mean he should be ranked. I'm right. Just, yeah. Right. All right, so, hey, what do we have to look for? What's coming up, Christian Piles? A lot is coming up. I mean, maybe the – I don't know if it's a maybe. Super 32. Oh is that, God. That's the toughest high school tournament in the country. Super 32, Sega Genesis. Huh? You don't get that. What does that mean? It's a Biggie Smalls. Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis. Oh. <laughs> Super 32, Sega Genesis, Game Gear. Um, that's coming up in two weeks. Then also on that same weekend, we've got Night of Conflict slash Conflict at Carver. In that order, I believe, which is a pretty cool Iowa All-Star match at Carver Hawkeye. I can't wait for Super Thirty Two. I am not. You're not going. Currently slated to go there. You're not invited either. I'm pretty sure that's going to be one of those game time decisions where I end up going late. Willie's not going to Super Thirty Two. That's probably false. He won't. Probably will go. No, you have something huge that weekend. Remember, you looked and you can't go because you're like going on. Oh yeah, I'm going to Wisconsin for a cross country. FML. <laughs> oh, I love it. That's such an amazing development. Oh, my God. You're going to – Willie Saylor – this is out – like when I talked about alienating the people, instead of going to Super 32, the greatest high school wrestling tournament on earth, he's going to a cross-country race. In Wisconsin. W- Willie, talk about a fish out In of Manitowoc water. Manitowoc County. Those are your people. Dassey – is Dassey shooting the gun? Wow, too soon. Oh my! Well, that's how they start the race. That's how they start the race. That's how they start the race, Willie. It's Dassey, not at anyone. Dassey's not allowed to own you know a firearm or hold a firearm. You know he's out on bail. Fresh I know out he's jail, out. California. I'm gonna jail. invite him. And I'm inviting Dassey to this cross country meet. So this cross country, it's like the biggest weekend of the year. I'm not gonna talk about it. Why am I talking about this? Wow. See, he actually thought you cared about this. That's how disconnected he is from the rest this of the This is community. like this 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 weekend or that weekend for cross country is like is like, you know, Jan first ish mm-hmm. with Midlands and Scuffle. Yeah. That's how this cross country weekend is. Alright, let's look into the Oracle. I have a prediction. A year from now, Willie Saylor will be just a special guest who calls in for five minutes to discuss the latest in gymnastics rankings or something. Like he's he's just 
Every every month is a step away from wrestling, Willie. That's false. Where will you be Super Thirty Two weekend? Um, actually, the 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 race that I'm going to is Friday. So the reason why I'm going is because I want to get a feel for what they do. I want to get a feel for how cross country is covered, and you know, give pointers on how it could be mm-hmm. covered better and understand how they're covering it. But anyway, that is on a Friday. I will fly back. I won't miss anything. I'll be watching the whole time. Super 32. Oh, you'll be watching? Live on flowwrestling.org. And also later this month, pretty cool thing. Should have something about it. Agony and Ames. We're streaming that one. Um, another really tough high school duel there that's going to be going on. So That's a really good card. Very, very strong card. So, really good card. So um, We're going to be busy. We've got a lot to do. Thank you to Under Armour and Under Armour Wrestling. Tell them about it, Christian. Yeah, um, I don't know what to tell them about it other than where they, where they, you got to tell you, them where to buy it. Well, where you buy it is ScrapLife.com. UA Wrestling. We are so thankful to have them. The first sponsor. This, what does that mean, Willie? We have sponsors. We have sponsors, dude. We have sponsors. We made it. We made it. So good job, and thanks to thanks to Under Armour, UA Wrestling. Big shout. And with that, let's uh, let's get out of here, Willie. Is it go time? Yeah, well. I'm, sure, I'm sure you have some important cross-country meeting to go to. And we thank you for listening to Flow Wrestling Radio Live. We'll be coming at you this Thursday. Can you, can you promise? Can you commit to that for the people, Willie? Promise. We got a lot going on today, a lot going up. Stay tuned for the rankings, a lot of other content. We didn't even talk about Milhoff. We'll talk about that next time. Oh, my time. gosh. Yeah, an All-American transfer. That didn't make it in there. Ryan Milhoff to Arizona State. And, uh, yeah, man, we'll talk about that Thursday. Catch you later, boys and girls. Venom. Venom out. Mm-hmm.